0: On today's Friday Fire, we are talking about setting controllable goals and really focusing on the actions that will create the outcome that you desire instead of setting goals regarding weight loss or things that really are out of your control if you're not taking these actions each and every day.
1: What's up? Friday, Friday, tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Y'all, we're finishing out the year with some like mindset stuff. We have a lot of mindset Uh podcasts
0: coming up. So just an FYI. And I'm feeling fired up about this one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching. I I was telling Becca, so there's a registered dietitian totally blanking on her name. Uh, I've seen some of her stuff. I think I know who you're talking about. She's pretty funny. So funny. She is, but I don't like some of the things that she shares like about like the Gatorade, like just drink the Gatorade, like promoting, like just drink all these sugary drinks and stuff. Like, I feel like there needs to be a fine line here of like good relationship with food, but also like nourish your body. You're a dietitian anyways, but she's just been bashing. So she's doing 12 days of Christmas, but I kind of want to tell her 12 days of Christmas. I know we talked about this. Um, So she's been bashing all these diets and it's so funny. And like as someone who did Weight Watchers, I don't know if I could count on one hand. I think maybe I definitely did it three times, maybe even more. I don't know. Clearly didn't work because I lost weight and I regained it. And then I went back to it. And like her her whole point here is like how it's still a diet. And it's like just they keep disguising it in different ways because they Mm -hmm. went from like, you know, Points to smart points, to no points, and flex points, and these points, and those points. And it's like, you're still a diet, right? That doesn't teach people how to eat and keep it together,
1: you know? If anything, I think some of them can teach portion control to an extent. But even then, like, everyone's bodies have different needs. Different seasons have different needs. Mm -hmm. They rely so heavily. My biggest thing is, like, they rely so heavily on processed shit. Because it makes them money. Because it makes them money. Optavia, you buy our bars, you buy our 100 calorie stuff, you get to eat mm-hmm. five times a day. You buy our meals. Yeah, you also buy gut dysfunction
0: and poor relationship with food and gaining all the weight back afterwards. Malnourishment, vitamins, minerals, nutrients like all the fortified fake crap that leads to the gut dysfunction. Yes, almost every time. person that I know that has done Optavia on
1: the back end has some type of gut issues or has gained all their weight back. Yep. I'm sure there's some other people out there that like you know have kept the weight off. Mm -hmm. Awesome, but like in general, most people like we've had I can't even count how many people we've had come to us from Optavia
0: that have major dysfunction, horrible, horrible gut issues for sure. Um, You know, and then you you look at like keto and you look at whole thirty and you look at all of these other things and. You know, all of them are different ways to approach how to nourish your body. She bashed Noom. Oh my god, she was talking about Noom being like the worst hands well, Noom down. Noom got sued. Yeah, Noom got sued. Another big macro company got sued. Um, I, th- I anyways. So I just I've just been enjoying it. Like I get some giggles out of it because like I get it. Like <laughs> yeah. as a previous dieter, but also someone who understands now that you can achieve your goals by nourishing your body and doing it the right way. And not stress as much. Like that's another big thing is like, you know, and I I totally understand because I was in this place, like some of our clients going through gut healing protocols, Mm -hmm. especially if we have, you know, an MRT and they see, oh my gosh, like majority of the things I was eating, I am sensitive to or is causing inflammation. Now you go into this, like, what do I eat mode all the time? And you are thinking about food and it feels obsessive for a period of time. So like, I get that, but that's why we're here today cuz we're going to talk about setting controllable goals. Um because at the end of the day, you cannot control your weight. You cannot control how your body is going to respond. We want to control all those things. We wish that we could, but really the only way that we can ultimately achieve that control is through our actions. And so this is a bit about not setting new year's resolutions. It's a bit about not starting another extreme diet or restarting, you know, again, January 1st. Instead, it's about setting goals for your life and how you want to live. And on the back end of that, You're going to get the results eventually that you want, and you'll have to pivot and you'll have to adjust, just like we do with healing protocols, right? Because it's messy. Weight loss is messy the same way healing is messy. And there's going to be things that will arise that you're going to have to learn how to overcome those obstacles. But at the end of the day, if the scale doesn't read a pound a week, every week down, don't give up. Mm -hmm. Go back to what are the actions that I can control and lean on those things because that allows you to keep your sanity, your enjoyment in life, right? And that's what we want for you guys. We don't want you to be constantly on this hamster wheel of I'm dieting and it's not working, so I'm dieting more extreme and I'm just continuing to hound my body with stress, right? I'll do more cardio. I'll add this in. I'll restrict more of this. It's all stress. Like it's one big stress ball. I'm posting about this this week, you know, because I see so many people and I'm just waiting for it. Right. Come January 1st, you're going to see, like we do every single year, people are all excited because you're motivated, Mm because you were a turd with your (laughs) nutrition all through the last uh, part of 2022. And then you think that because one is here, you're going to have a different motivation that's going to just all of a sudden stick because it's gotten so bad after the last five years that haven't stuck. Like, can
1: we just not make a weight loss goal this year, please, guys? Can we just all vow not to be like, I'm going to lose weight? Because you can't control that. You can't. You have to control your actions. That's what ultimately will control it. And at the end of the day, unfortunately, you may not understand the dysfunction or the stress on the body that is, is, is in existence right now. And like Liz was saying, I I talked about this today with intermittent fasting. Like intermittent fasting is not a diet either, guys. You're not meant, you're not actually supposed to be eating less in that eating window. You're supposed to be eating enough in the eating window. And the intermittent fasting provides the benefit of like cellular regeneration over time. It provides insulin sensitivity. It provides hormone resensitization. Like there's a lot of positives to intermittent fasting. It's not a calorie deficit. It's not meant to be a calorie deficit. But I told on the, Post that I made today, the one thing that should not be there if you're trying fasting is stress. Because the stress of dieting, the stress of cutting calories, the stress of all of these things that we're doing, if there is already pre-existing high stress in your life, and this is not mental emotional, that's what I think so many people get caught up on is stress is not necessarily mean like you're in an abusive relationship or you know, you have a horrible, stressful job that your boss is the worst. Like, Those things are bad. You shouldn't have those either. But a lot of people don't realize that sometimes it's the stress on the body of like years of under eating or years of poor food choices or... You have high toxic levels in your body that you don't realize, like heavy metal toxic burden or excess hormones or your liver's burdened or like all of these other things that can be there. You're exposed to high amounts of xenoestrogens. Like there's a lot of things that people don't realize might be present that cause the stress on the body or, you know, years and years of cutting carbs. Like all of those things put your body at this deficit. And the bigger deficit you're at, the more likely that diet's not going to work because that diet just acts as another threat to your body. Because what's your body ultimately working to do every day? Survive. That's what it's designed to do. It's not designed to look hot going to the beach. That's not what our body's designed for. It's designed to recreate and it's designed to survive. Those are the two main functions of our body. And although you know our world has changed, our bodies haven't, they're still prehistoric They're still focusing on survival. And so when you take food away from the body, the body's not thinking, oh, this is just for a few months. You'll give me food back in a few months when you're done with the diet. No, your body's like, whoa, I'm already struggling over here. And now you're about to take 300 calories a day, or if not more from me, when you do these super extreme diets, your body's like, "Uh uh-uh. Ain't happening. I am storing things right now. I am going to slow down your thyroid function. I'm going to slow down your cell function. I'm going to make your cells hold on to things more. I'm going to hold on to some water for you. And now you're left bloated. You're left feeling worse. You're left not having lost any weight because you don't understand the body. We're trying to help you understand the body. We want you guys to know it is not just calories in, calories out. Most of the time, you have to evaluate the stress that's on the body, and that's what we do with functional work. Like we're looking to understand where are those stressors coming from, so we can coach
0: those down and coach
1: up function, and then diets do work. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that that's the uh, the beauty of. If you are somebody who says, "Well, I'm doing all these things, all, you know, already, and I'm managing my stress, and you know, I'm eating good quality food, but things still aren't working," then you haven't peeled back enough onion layers to figure out the stress that is there that you just don't realize. And that's the beauty of functional testing, right? Various testing. We talk about the GI map. We talk about the Dutch test. We talk about all these other things, but there's tons of tests that you you can do. I just got done reading uh, Break the Mold, uh, probably the first time that I've read that much on a trip, but it's so fascinating. And we're hoping to have Dr. Krista on the podcast because there's it's a chicken and egg scenario, right? We we look at the gut, we look at, you know, even potentially beyond candida and fungal stuff and parasites, like could it be Lyme disease? Could it be mold? And she talks about, you know, all of these things, they're still interconnected and they still have a lot in common. And until you can really get down, and you may never get down to what that one thing is, you have to keep digging, you have to keep peeling back the layers of the onion here. And so You know, keep asking yourself, what could I be doing better? What haven't I yet looked at? If your labs are all normal, but you feel terrible, please listen when we're telling you another diet is not the solution for you to get the weight off that's going to hopefully make you feel better. The reason that your body is screaming with symptoms is because you haven't figured out how to remove that stressor. So, you know, what is it? Is it things that you're exposed to every day? You know, I was was chatting with one of our clients we've worked with for a long time. And after reading this book, I said, have you ever noticed anything different about your work environment compared to days that you're working from home? She goes, well, I work in a really old building and I noticed that I don't sleep well. The nights after being in the office all day, and I have more anxiety. I'm like, oh, you're ex- definitely exposed to mold. <laughs> like, in telltale classic. Um, if you guys wanna read that book, it's really, really good. It's called Break the Mold. But you may never know like the one thing, and it's not ever one thing, it's a combination, it's an accumulation of things. And so, if you haven't done testing yet, you need to reach out to somebody who can help you get the proper testing. Get under the hood and figure out what is your body trying to tell you through symptoms. Because the unfortunate piece is that there are so many crossover symptoms, right? Um, and you know, kind of going back to Becca's point about if you're thinking of intermittent fasting or you're just thinking of another diet, if you're really symptomatic right now, we shouldn't be asking like, "How do I just get the weight off?" We should be asking, "How do I help resolve?" The stress that's underlying, so that my symptoms can improve. And healing is messy. You know, sometimes as we are resolving some symptoms, other symptoms pop up because the immune system can now, you know, go after those things. And so it's never a linear approach, just like with weight loss. And we wish that it was, mm-hmm. uh, but that's why, you know, we keep peeling back the layers. Yeah. We adjust, we pivot in protocols. And so, you know, I would just ask you guys today as you go into 2023. What are some of those things that you know in your heart you need to do, but you haven't yet prioritized and make them goals. If it is to work with a practitioner, you know, this year, make that a goal, figure it out. Many practitioners, including FitMom, offer payment plans. Doesn't have to be all out of pocket, all up front the way that, you know, it used to be with at least the doctor that I worked with, you know, find a functional doctor in your area, right? Find a new doctor if heck your general practitioner won't even run the basics for you, but In your day-to-day, set some of these controllable goals such as, hey, I'm going to nourish my body with at least half my body weight in water every day. I'm going to get outside and get fresh air and sunlight and breathe. Breathe Breathing is huge. Many people don't even breathe to the capacity that your lungs need you to be breathing. Start simple things and see, do these things help you feel better? It's not going to happen in a week. It's probably not going to happen in a month right? You're going to have to continuously be improving these things. You look at your food, there's so many things that you could be doing with your food. I guarantee mm-hmm. it. Beck and I talk about this very transparently. Both of us know, hey, there's things that I could still do differently. You know, mm-hmm. I'm really trying right now, one fruit, one vegetable, every meal, I'm trying to get way more fiber and fats in than I probably ever have. And I'm doing that because I'm being very intentional in the last part of my detoxification phase to pull out yep. all the gunk, you know, and we talk about, and it it does, it feels like 85 things that we could be doing. We on this podcast try to dumb it down for you guys because there's so many people that just aren't even doing the foundational things yet. Many people are going to yeah. start January 1 with the extreme and that's why we fail. And that's why most people don't stick with even their New Year's resolutions because they go zero to 60 and they can't even get zero to three.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean like, Don't go into like, you know, the five day, 800 calorie diet or the juicing diet or whatever it is like, look at your diet as a whole. What has it been like the past three, six, 12 months? Where can you, because that honestly, guys, diet is the number one thing you can control. Mm -hmm. It feels hard to control it. It feels hard to make those changes, but whenever we have clients come to us with like a ton of symptoms or they're not feeling well or there's weight loss resistance or whatever it is, the number one thing I'm looking at is their diet because that is what we're exposed to the most. Exercise is an hour a day maybe, you know, if you're doing that much. Diet is, you're eating three to five times a day, most people. You're consuming a lot of food. That is your body's main source of what it can use to create and, you know, recycle energy. That is ultimately what your metabolism is going off of. And that, in most cases, is kind of where the dysfunction starts for most people. Like yeah, there's a lot of people that have underlying things that maybe are going on from trauma at some point or you know stress outside of that. but like the diet can make up for a lot of that if you do a good job with it. and it is the number one, and it's the hard thing to control, which is why people don't want to do it. Like I'd I'd rather pop a pill too, if that's what it meant, if I had, you know, versus sitting down and planning my week and cooking on Sunday to make sure I have food in the house and including, making it intentional to include vegetables and fruits and variety. Like, sure, it's a lot easier to eat the same thing all day, every day. I know so many people too, that fall into that trap. Like you eat healthy, but you eat the same thing every day. Now we have no diversity now your body adapts to those things. Like it breeds dysfunction. And so you have to look at your diet. That's the number 1 thing you can probably control. And so set those controllable goals around it. If someone were to if for example if Liz and I were to pop into your life today, what is the first thing you think we'd say? Do that. Whatever you think it is. If it's the alcohol, if it's no you haven't eaten a vegetable in a week, like look at it objectively
0: and start to make actionable goals around that. And be honest with yourself too. Like don't, you know, we even have some clients that's like, well, I haven't tracked my food because I really don't want you to see what I'm eating or not eating. Like if you're somebody who is chronically stuck in the cycle of you're too busy to eat and you're skipping meals and you have heard us hound on this podcast a (laughs) hundred ways, different ways, that blood sugar stabilization is so important. Start with that. Hey, I've got a protein, a fat, and a fiber every single meal. Like you don't even have to be reaching, you know, high protein intake goals of maybe one gram per pound of body weight. If most people are probably eating like forty to sixty grams, I think, if we're lucky, um, with you know some of the the recent intakes that I've seen at least, and and that's okay in some situations. But at the end of the day, what we see is that not only is protein inadequate and it's low, we lack the fat, the fiber because the carbohydrates are trumping everything. And so be honest with yourself, how good of a job are you really doing? When was the last time that you also tried to diversify even your protein sources or you tried to diversify, you know, the ways that you're cooking vegetables and, you know, getting in again more in foods that are in season, more one ingredient whole foods because, you know, one thing that I have uh, asked a couple of my personal clients is you've been given the tools. We've challenged you in different ways. We've given you the focuses, but how much have you really changed? How much has your weekly planning and the approach to getting the right foods in the house even really changed?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I think we often think we're doing more than we actually are. Yeah, And so that's one thing that I would really, if you sat down and you wanted to write this out right now, give yourself the biofeedback categories. We often use shreds. So I'll just go with this one because it's really easy, right? What is your stress like? If you had to rate it at scale of one to 10, like truly, what is your stress like day to day? What is your hunger, right? Are you ignoring hunger or have you ignored it for so long that you don't even feel hunger? Because both of those are really big problems.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's your recovery like? Are you sore all the time? Are you fatigued all the time? Right? Are you not seeing progress in the gym anymore or feel like you're constantly getting injured? Again, what's your energy? Are you riding that blood sugar roller coaster where we have dips in the day where we feel like we could take a nap or we need coffee to get us going that we don't want to get up out of bed in the morning? And honestly, like you guys should pop up out of bed. Like I woke up this morning, five o'clock, wide open my eyes. I was like, yes, we're back on the normal routine. I don't even need that alarm. Um, if you're tired and wired at nighttime, that's an energy thing too. So we have to evaluate all these categories. Your digestion. I don't think I have to go through this, but here's my quick and dirty spiel: bloating, gas, heartburn, constipation, diarrhea. Um, you know, acid reflux. Like heart. You know, all of these things really matter. What are the signals coming from your digestive system? Feeling like I have urgency. Maybe we we shouldn't have urgency. Four is number four, or sorry, four is what you're going for on the Bristol stool chart. It's nice. It's formed. It's snake-like. It's easy to pass. You're in the bathroom like five minutes and it doesn't smell. It should sink straight to the bottom and it shouldn't smell. Okay. So there's your digestion. And the last one is your sleep. Are you sleeping? Are you sleeping through the night? Again, are you waking up feeling rested or do you feel like you could stay in bed for hours and hours on end? And if those things are all off whack, funnel all of it down to what are my day-to-day activities and my routines? Am I drinking enough water? What does my food look like? Because we often forget that the foundation is so important. You cannot build a rock solid house that's going to stand through all the storms of life on a crappy foundation. You have to have the foundation solid. And you have to have that foundation solid even if you had all the testing done. Right, you've got to have your detoxification pathways open. You've got to be pooping, peeing, sweating daily, ideally. You've got to have good quality nutrients and hydration coming in. You want to go through a healing phase after you get all the cool testing done, right? And you get this awesome protocol, but yet you're not taking care of the foundation, that house isn't going to be built. You are not going to see the progress that you want in healing if you're not taking care of the foundation. And so those would be things that I would have you evaluate, you know, and then Pick one or two things as we've been driving home, I think the last four or five podcasts here and do it consistently. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. What would yours be? Top two or three. Oh, absolutely. 1000% the diversity and getting the six to nine fruits and vegetables in. Um, I mean, you see what I eat. I've been really trying to add in, you know, I go through phases. I'm like, oh shit, Mm -hmm, I was doing really good and I fell off. Um, So that one, absolutely. And I would say, you know, For me, I think I have that habit of the bites, licks, and tastes that I want to clean up again. I was actually just thinking about that last night as I was cooking dinner because I find myself, you know, like snacking with Marcus. I'm like, I'm not even hungry. Same. Those are
1: my top two. Yeah. I would definitely say the diversity and the the quantity of vegetables. Like I did salads this week just to get more leafy greens in. I would say slowing down for me. I, I and that's something that I've always struggled with. I'm totally the go go go, run on cortisol, run on adrenaline, but those run out after a while. Um, we've seen that plenty of times. I've had that happen. Um, and so, you know, I've been really, really intentional about trying to do at least ten minutes of visualization a day slash meditation, um, reading more often than Mm -hmm. because that will slow me down. Um, and like I only work out four days a week right now. Um, and so that's been a big shift for me too. And I actually feel a lot better doing that. Like, I feel like my body can tolerate more during the week. I feel like my workouts feel better. Um, I'm stronger in my workouts because I do take, like I work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So like I I basically do one day on one day off. Um, and on the day off I'm walking a lot, but like it's hard for me mentally to do that. Right. Like I come from a history of two, two days a week, or I'm sorry, two days, two workouts a day, five to six days a week. Mm -hmm. Like that was my life for years. Um, and so it's been a big shift, but I feel so much better. My body's so much happier. I'm less inflamed. My body composition is better than it's been like in a really long time. Um, working through some stuff health wise, which like is always the case, right. You know, it's, it's always something when you're trying to work on optimal health. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think the diversity in the vegetables and then really, really forcing the slowdown, which I've been doing a good job of, I'm proud of myself with, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm also trying to diversify other things, um, you know, in terms of fats, right? And looking at different seeds, pumpkin seeds, mm-hmm. um, even some of the things like to feed acromancia. Um, so cranberries and pomegranates, yeah. how do I incorporate these things in different fruits? Not a good fruit eater, you guys. Like, Me either. just. I don't
1: know. I like fruit. I just I do too. not. My kids eat it, so much of it. And I'll okay. snack on it when they're eating it. Mm-hmm. But like yesterday, I, I literally made two waffles to have, like gluten-free waffles to have with my eggs in the morning. And I threw one of them out. And I was like, I'm going to do berries. Because <laughs> I literally made it. And I was like. You could have just saved it for later. That's so wasteful. Yeah, but like it had butter on it already. Oh, okay. And like it was going to get soggy, you know. Um, so then I did a cup of blueberries and strawberries because we have a ton of berries. And so I did that. And then I brought, um, you know, I have an apple. For like and so, I've been trying to you do different.
0: Do, you eat an. Apple. I eat a lot of
1: apples. You yeah, eat a lot of apples because yeah. that's easy, right? Like, I I don't have to cut it up. I can just bring it with me. Um. So yeah, I've been trying to definitely do more more fruit. We have bananas at home. Um. It's just like and they're so easy. Like, why do I not do it more often? Um. No. So yeah. yeah, and then diversity of vegetables is just
0: like trying to come up with different dinner recipes. Yeah, and I think um you know I'll throw in because you said like three. The third one for me is. Going into 2023. So I like to pick a word for Mm -hmm. the year. Um, 2022 was prosper. And I think that it's been a really good Mm -hmm. year um, for that. My word for, I haven't decided if it's going to be purpose or intent that basically mean the same thing, but how am I attacking each day and also not overloading myself?
1: Yeah, As you know,
0: I tend to not say no and then I jam pack my schedule and then I I'll be honest like I get resentful like oh my god I have mm-hmm. 18 calls today and so I'm really and bringing Lauren on in the practice yes. is going to help a ton but having that clear boundary and like I'm sorry if my schedule is full it's full and we have to push to next week like I try to get clients in as fast as possible but if people miss calls like that is what it is and so that's one thing and I'm telling you and the people on the podcast and art To hold me accountable to that because that will give me time back to better serve the clients. And, you know, it's just a, a trickle effect that I know that is like the root. And, you know, what I believe is I want the biggest bang for my buck always. And so while that's not comfortable, I know it's the thing I need to do.
1: Absolutely. Because, you know, like Liz and I have both had many days where we have called back, call after call after call. And by the end of it, at four PM, you have a call, and like you just can't give your best to that person, you know. And that's not what we want for our clients. That's not what we want for ourselves and our practice. And so we really have been trying to create more boundaries and take on a little bit less. And really, like I don't take calls on Fridays really at all anymore. Um, It's just it's I need that day to decompress from the week to catch up on to dos that I didn't get to during the week because of calls. Um, And we're really trying to make it so that. We really just take calls on Wednesdays and Thursdays. You know, Fridays are for studying, content, research. Mondays are to kind of do the same thing. Tuesdays are podcast days. Um, So, you know, it, it might not work out that way right away, but that's ultimately what we're working towards because we love, love, love our clients. Like, I love our clients to death. With that being said, it is exhausting to be on Zoom, for mm-hmm. more than, you know, six to eight calls a day. Like that's a lot, that's a lot to remember. That's a lot to work through. And it's, we just don't want to have that burnout, you know, that mm-hmm. can
0: ultimately come from that. And so, um, so that's you know. why we get to expand our team, Yep. you know, and you know, a big thing is it is an investment. Um, and we spend a lot of time outside of our calls with clients or office hours, reviewing Test putting protocols together, messaging with clients in between and keeping up with these things. And so, yeah, it's, it's not just like the, the hours that you get to actually see us face to face. It's all the behind the scenes work. And, um, I'm really hopeful that we'll probably hire an admin, uh, as well. And maybe Mm -hmm. even somebody to help art and just continue to expand. Right. It's, we've, we've built some things out that we're really excited about, but We want to serve other people. And so we actually have, um, you guys will probably be getting an email this weekend about a really cool offer that we're going to be doing um, as kind of a Christmas special uh, that's going to give you a free test um, when you are working with us because, you know, we want to help make this, you know, Affordable and doable for people, but at the end of the day, it's an investment. And so it's an investment of your time. It's an investment of our time, most importantly, and energy and efforts. And so I'm really excited. Uh, We'll probably have Lauren on in a few Mm -hmm. months uh, and be introducing her to the community. She's an experienced practitioner. Um, She does a couple other tests that I'll be honest like we haven't learned how to run yet, but we will this year. Very um, excited for those. So it's just, it's going to be a really Good year, and at the end of the day, even you know on our side, setting controllable goals. Uh, I think a lot of people in business are like set these massive like financial goals. I think that's that's great mm-hmm. that you have your eye on this goal that you want. What drives you to that is your day to day actions, mm-hmm. how you manage the day to day, because. I was actually listened to a podcast this morning on my way home from the gym um, with Bedros, uh, and he's just phenomenal. And he's like, no matter how good you are at making money, if you don't master how you invest it or spend it, you will just lose it all. And I just keep tying that back to time. Right? No matter how good you are at doing certain things, even if you you know manage all the other people on your team, your other players, you still have to be the master of your own time. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one thing that, um, yeah, I'm excited. And you guys know, like we're very transparent with you, um, on our podcast. That's what we use this platform for that. Um, you know, it's going to be a good year. So mm-hmm. if you guys want to schedule a call, uh, I know my calendar as we're recording, this is fully booked and closed for the week between Christmas and, um, or sorry, the week of Christmas past. So this week, next week, I have availability.
1: Mm-hmm. I have some availability in there too, but yeah. trying to take some days off. Kids are home from daycare and just Woo! enjoy the holidays. and better get, that, better get those activities out. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, the beautiful thing about Christmas is right, now there's lots of new event things for them to play oh, with true. and all of the, you know. So I, I always take at least one or two gifts from Christmas and like hide them yeah, and bring them out for like a rainy day, you know, type thing because... If it's anything like last year, it is excessive and unnecessary from our family and our in-laws, and it's wonderful. I love that they love our children and they give so much to them. But good God, um, so yeah.
0: we they are beyond. Spoiled. Well, and it's also like stimulation overload, right? You know, like we were just talking offline. Um, that this one toy Carson got, one toy Marcus got. I mean, he has been playing with this thing. I don't even. We got it in Florida on Saturday all afternoon. He was so worried about it. You know, where did it go? Oh, it's going on the, the plane with us. And as soon as we got home, he had to rebuild it. And we, again, he played with it for hours and hours and hours. And so sometimes you just get too many. It's overstimulating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Anywho. All right. That's all we got for you guys today. Set some controllable goals and you can reach out to us with the links in the show notes. As always, have a great weekend and Merry, Merry Christmas.